This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Joie. Brought to you by Audible. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joie, and today is Thursday, September 24th, 2020, and my guest is the awesome John Velasco of Digital Trends. How's it going, John? Thanks for having me. Great. I'm doing wonderful after a busy, busy day. I was going to say, wasn't it like a big Amazon thing today you had to deal with? Yeah, it was It was a big announcement for Amazon. So everything from their speakers to Ring to Fire TV, They it was, and the crazy part was it wasn't a public event. So ah. everything was private and Microsoft Teams sucks. So. Yeah, well, I feel your pain. But here's the good news. We're going to touch on some of the stuff that was uh, discussed and announced at the event later. But I, I want to focus on phones. As you know, this is a phone show. Uh, there's a bunch of really cool phone news this week that I think is going to make a lot of people happy. As you know, flagships are kind of expensive right now, right? So Oh, absolutely. You know, so it's interesting because I don't know if you fell the controversy with the Note 20 versus Note 20 Ultra. How the Note 20 is like, a thousand dollars but really kind of cuts so many corners it really should be cheaper right yep yep so i think samsung redeemed themselves was it yesterday or the day before with that uh third unpacked event that they had and i feel like they give us what we wanted i mean us being not just the samsung fans but the average person who's looking for a solid working for all carriers available from all carriers uh pseudo almost like an affordable flagship like a oneplus type device from samsung and that's mm-hmm. the galaxy s20 fan edition or fe what's yep. your take on this like immediate gut feeling to me this is what i would consider the flagship of phones i want to say five years ago before the whole one thousand dollar plus craze because as you know uh phones 10 years ago even when the first iphone came out we were looking at outright phones at 600 700 that was top end so obviously fast forward to now inflation yes we have these thousand dollar phones but to me i like the s20 fan edition because yes it's not crazy expensive it's obtainable um and still has some nice specs too 700 bucks um, i think is a you know pretty good value there are other you know cheaper device out there it's going into the the OnePlus territory, obviously, um, at that price point. And I think that's going to be the biggest, you know, comparison between, uh, you know, these two phones uh, when it comes to price point. Yeah, I kind of feel that they're really like competing directly with OnePlus. They're like, look, you know, the A series, you know, the A series is pretty awesome. And we know it's not Mm -hmm. that, like, because it's a mid-range series that's really created for more, a broader market like Asia, India, and Europe. And we don't, they didn't really have anything to compete directly with that, specifically that OnePlus 8, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of price point, the $700 price point. And I think they're just like literally targeting OnePlus, which we're going to talk about later in the show. It has some news coming as well. So maybe the timing is right. Maybe, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's uh, got a good competition that's coming up, right? Yeah, no, it's going to be a lot down the road and we're just, you know, we're just getting started to the busy season. So, oh God, yeah. Um, and we're also going to speak about some upcoming news uh, related to that. Uh, but I want to quickly look over those specs. So it's a Snapdragon 865, which is the, the big gun. So you're, you're not getting a 7 Series 
a chip, which is, as you know, in that price right now, a lot of people are kind of going premium with that mm-hmm. higher mid-tier chip to save some money, which, by the way, is awesome. That 765 chip is pretty great. And mm-hmm. if that phone had that, I wouldn't be mad. But the, they gave us an 865 is pretty bonkers. And then they did cut the RAM down to 6 gig, which I think is the absolute bare minimum. But exactly, you know what? Yeah. I think people will be okay with 6 gigs. Like, I wish it had 8. Yeah. You know, to be a little more aggressive, be more competitive with OnePlus. But 6, I think, is fine, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then, let's see, 120 hertz display, but at 1080p, perfectly okay. I'd ra- That's I'll take, perfectly, yeah. I'll take 120, 1080 over Quad HD 60 any day. Do you feel like, do you feel the same way? Have you used high refresh rate phones yet? Uh, to me, the high refresh rate phones, uh, you know, I understand for gaming, for you want that response time, that really slick look. Um, so yeah, in, in that regard, yeah. But as far as the resolution goes, like if you're just watching a movie, right, know, exactly, let's say, you know, a foot away, you're not going to tell the difference between Quad HD, you know, 2K displays versus 1080p still. So to me, it's more than enough. Yeah, I feel the res- the resolution is not as important as the refresh. And you know, you say for gaming, but honestly, I find that once you use a phone, like my main phone is the OnePlus 8 Pro, which is 120 hertz, and I I'm so used to it now. When I go to a 60 hertz phone, I notice. Just using the UI, like immediately I'm like, yeah, you what is tell, wrong yeah. with this phone? Something is wrong. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not the chip. It's just the display. Okay, phew. Yeah. You know, but you really have to kind of make that adjustment. And of course, <laughs> you're paying $50 more, the millimeter wave tax, as uh, Sasha Segan likes to call it on PC Mag. I have to give him credit. I use it a lot. But the millimeter wave tax is going to cost you $50 more on Verizon if you want this phone with 5G millimeter wave. If you're one of the 10 people in the world, that lives right underneath a millimeter wave tower. (laughs) You're lucky. (laughs) Yeah, right. So let's see what else. A 6.5 inch display. Yep. We've got, uh, we talked about the refresh rate and stuff. 4,500 milliamp hour battery. That sounds pretty solid for phone at 1080p with a Snapdragon 865. And then the cameras, 12 megapixel main camera with OIS. Okay. Uh, Yeah. 12 megapixel ultra wide, 8 megapixel telephoto. Telephoto, yeah. Three times optical zoom. That's and not that's bad. Not bad because you know you don't want two times optical zoom because it, you know, at two times you're not really getting much. Um, yeah. I I like it and oh it doesn't do 8K. Who cares? Oh, come on. You know? <laughs> oh I care I care. No. <laughs> oh well, you yeah you do because you're a video guy. But like I mean yeah. that's where you spend a little more and you get like a Note 20 Ultra. Actually it's on sale right now so. Yeah B and H had a great deal. You know you're not spending thirteen hundred dollars anymore. Yep. Yep. And since we're speaking Samsung, I just want to tell my audience this. I'm super excited. I just picked up today, right? Like just before the podcast, I drove up to Best Buy and I did the order online and I waited in my car and they brought it to me to the window. The Z Fold 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, you I spent bought that phone. <laughs> 2000 of my own dollars. Uh, the verdict is still out whether I'm going to keep this because if I don't like it enough, there's no way I can justify keeping it if I don't like it like 100%. Because it's two thousand dollars. I know, like you know this, John. You've been in the biz for long enough as a tech reporter that you pretty much uh, you do home automation and stuff at Digital Trends. You know you get all the stuff to play with, and then you eventually return it. But usually, you keep it long enough that it becomes a part of your life for a little while, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and so, and in for home automation, in particular, like you can test the phone over two weeks or a month and return it and be okay. But like, how do you test like? 
Wi-Fi router or a ring doorbell, like you really need to be using that for a few weeks, like to really get a feel, right? It's yeah, very different because very you different. Know, like you said, it's not something you interact with like as often or as frequent as a phone. Phone, you're pretty much, I'd say, maybe ten percent of my you know days devoted to just the phone versus, let's say, a robot vacuum. How often are you going to clean? I'm not really interacting with that, but yeah. Totally. Absolutely, it takes 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 a you know lot longer. To so I have fourteen days if I want to return it. The verdict will mm-hmm. be if I keep it or not, folks. Because as you know, that the point I'm getting to is that I get all my phones to review for free. I mean, obviously I have to return them, but they're free. So I got Note Twenty Ultra from Samsung, but Samsung when I asked for Z Fold Two, they said sorry, we don't have enough, or they they were very politely saying no, you're not getting one, Miriam. As much as we love you, you know, you've had that happen. You know, you know that that vibe, and yeah. so. I, no issues with Samsung. They've been very friendly and generous to me this year after a bit of a, a lull for a while there of, of getting stuff from them. So I was very, I'm very grateful. Uh, but I went ahead and bought it because I didn't, I didn't play with the Fold last year. I, I bought mm-hmm. a Z Flip earlier this year for the same reason they wouldn't lend me one. And I didn't keep it because it was awesome. But really, ultimately, it's just a normal phone that just happens to fold in half. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's a great party trick, but it didn't really bring, other than the wow factor, it didn't really bring too much that I couldn't justify, because it's my own money. I couldn't really justify. Exactly, yeah. But this this Z Fold 2, I kind of feel like I want to explore this tablet versus phone, like be productive. And if, if, if it feels like a fit, I might make this my main phone and replace my OnePlus 8 Pro. So you heard it here first, folks. I bought it unlocked full price. I went nuts. I bought, of course, the bronze because, you know, what else do you do? Of course, it's the, the best color. I know. So that's, that's my Samsung news for the day. Uh, this FE, like, look, I'm so excited about this. I'm not a huge Samsung phone fan, but I have to say, Samsung getting into OnePlus territory, I am 100% on board. Like, there is something going on at Samsung here that's, really smart after the stupidity that was the Note 20 not ultra <laughs> you know like they finally like have somebody is, is is doing something right because i didn't think it was going to be that cheap i just thought it was going to be a rebadge s20 or s20 plus with some things tweaked you know but mm-hmm. i didn't expect it to be like right in the sights of one plus eight yeah, and plus it also has still like wireless charging. Yeah, and, and water, water resistance. resistance. I mean, yeah. the whole shebang. Like they didn't skimp. Like think about this, right? One plus eight pro. I the reason I went for the eight pro. I mean, I got it from one plus. I didn't buy it, right? But the reason I went and made that my main phone is because it has wireless charging. I can't live without mm-hmm. it. And I would have been probably okay with the one plus eight, but no wireless charging, no go. So if you yeah. are looking, you know, you have I set on the the eight. But you want, you know, wireless charging. And also you want full 5G support for the U.S. Like, that's the thing. Like, I still don't understand why the OnePlus 8 and 8 Pro do not support AT&T 5G. Like, they only mm-hmm. support T-Mobile 5G, right? Unlocked ones. So, like, what? Uh, uh, it's, yeah. It's weird. Uh, one last thing on the FE has a 32 megapixel front camera. Not that anybody cares. I mean, I suppose a lot of people care because they take selfies. But it's a good-looking phone. It comes in lots of Different fun colors, colors yeah. right? It looks like a good phone. You know, this camera doesn't stick out as much as the other new new devices. Um, simple, clean-looking phone. And the price, like I said, it's the price that I was used to paying for a high-end smartphone you know, five, five plus years ago. So for me, this is like a great price point to be at right now. 
Yeah, I'm actually wondering, I'm looking it up right now on uh, GSM Arena, of course, because, you know, that's a database of the universe of phones. Like, I, I want to give them props because I use them every day. Like, when I write a phone review on hot hardware and I need the specs, I don't go to the manufacturer. I just go to GSM Arena. I call it a day. Um, I'm looking something up, and it's looking at the body. The dimensions, of course, I don't care too much. But I want to see, mm -hmm. is this metal or plastic or a hybrid of metal and plastic? Oh, so it's a plastic back. Has to be plastic, yeah. But it's an aluminum frame. So it's basically like the Note 20, not Ultra, yeah. which I'm okay with at that price point. Yeah. No, like, it, it, if I had to choose between a glass back and wireless charging, one or the other, I'll take wireless charging, even though I really want the glass back, right? Uh, I don't know. The wireless charging, that's the future. Totally. Oh, by the way, microSD XC comes as uh, 120 gigs of storage. And that's pretty good. And does have microSD, so if you want to expand it, you're in business. And stereo speakers. Uh, no headphone jack, but you, you kind of knew that. Like, that's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. That All right. So we've both established we're fans, right? Okay. Here's another phone that costs $699 that I cannot believe costs $699 in a bad way. It's and I want to love it because I, I you know, you and I have history with Nokia, right? Oh yes. Oh, I mean, we have so much history with Nokia. So, the Nokia HMD Global Nokia 8.3 5G, which was announced in March or February or something like around the time of MWC, as one of the first phones with Snapdragon 765. We were speaking about that mid-range chip earlier, mm -hmm. and it's one that has almost universal 5G across the world, which is nobody else has done. Like a lot of the 5G phones today that use the 765 are very regional, right? They work in yep. Asia or Europe yep. or the US. And of course in the US, they don't have millimeter wave because they need a special version for Verizon. But other than millimeter wave, this phone unlocked supports pretty much everything in the world, which is that exists today, which is impressive. But then I look at the rest of the specs, John, and I'm like, now that the Galaxy S20 fan edition is around, like yeah. I, I can't I can't tell people to go out buy this Nokia 8.3 5G. It just doesn't vibe with me. Very interesting aspect ratio though. Yeah. Do you see the chin at the bottom? It's a little unfortunate. Like it has a Nokia logo. Oh yeah, at the bottom. So look, this phone isn't new, folks, right? Like it was announced at MWC, like, you know, whatever, the virtual MWC. But it's finally coming to the US, which is exciting. But 699, I don't think they can sell. This doesn't even have a 120 or 90 hertz display. It's an IPS panel, John. Yeah. Like, no offense. There are some really nice LCD panels out there. But in this price range, you gotta be you gotta be OLED or go home, right? Exactly, yeah. It's gonna stand out more. Yeah, sign-mounted fingerprint sensor. What else do we've got here? I'm trying to see what all the other Six gigs of RAM, 64 gigabytes of storage. Um, Micro SD, right? I hope. Yep. Because if you have 64... So, yeah, 64... Are you kidding? Yeah. 64 gigs of storage for, yeah, for $699. you are being stingy like Apple. Oh, Nokia, you could do so much better. Why? I want to love you, but why? Oh. Is anyone selling this um, besides like Amazon? No retailer? I actually don't know. I think it'll be probably on HMD or Nokia's website and then Amazon. I get you it's yeah. going to be Amazon and be maybe Best Buy. Yeah. 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 They definitely have a tougher route than, let's say, a OnePlus. Um, you know, even even the brand name, you know, Nokia, everyone knows. But in the last, let's say, 
what, decade now? Um, they haven't been doing that well here in the U.S. Um, no. And, of course, you know, their history, going Windows with Microsoft and you know, back to Android. So they have a lot of work to do to build up, I guess, reputation, especially here in the U.S., because it's, uh, it's a fierce market. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to read up on the previous article from MWC about the camera. So this has a 64 megapixel main camera with Zeiss optics, two megapixel macro, which is completely useless as we all know, because it probably doesn't have autofocus. Mm -hmm. Two megapixel depth sensing camera, also useless, but at least it means that you can do depth sensing on something more than a human face. Like you can do your, your hand or your cup or whatever. Uh, it has a 12 megapixel ultra wide as well. And does 4K video. But here's the thing. You notice that none of the specs I just read, and maybe I should go to GSM Arena here, but none of the specs I just read say OIS. Again, the Galaxy yeah. S20 Fan Edition at the same price has OLED, 120 hertz, 120 gigs of storage, OIS on the main camera, a telephoto. Yep. Like, the list goes on. Like, honestly, Nokia, to me, this sounds like a $400 phone. I just reviewed the Moto 1 5G last week on the show and on hothardware.com. And it's a better phone on paper than this thing. And it costs $445 from AT&T. Wow, that's, that, that's pretty good then. So I feel bad for, I feel like the timing is completely wrong. And this was announced at MWC, right? Yeah, but the timing for announcing the to time. the US is just completely wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, let, they me, let, me, let me look something up here. Because uh, again, GSM Arena... They are our friends. Uh, there it is. I found it. So let's see what they say about the camera. Mm, no, no OIS listed in here. Mm, pain. Oh, it does have a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, but it doesn't look like it has okay. stereo speakers. 4,500 milliamp hour battery. Oh, and guess what? Fast charging only at 18 watt. Oh, 18 watt. Oh, slow. That's not fast charging, guys. Yeah. Well, okay, okay. I can't be too mad because I just went back to the Galaxy S20 FE. It mm -hmm. only has 15 watt charging. Okay, well, well. But, 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 John, it has wireless charging, which the exactly. Nokia doesn't have, which is kind exactly. of amazing. And is water-resistant construction or no? No uh, It doesn't say here. Let's see. It doesn't say. Man. Yeah, no. I feel bad again. Yeah. I want Nokia to do better. I know they can, especially since it's manufactured in China. Like Nokia is a Finnish company. HMD Global is the new Nokia. And they're a Finnish company. They're headquartered in Finland. But you know all the engineering, design, manufacturing is all happening in China. Yeah. So yeah. if OnePlus can bring us what they bring us, you know, if they? even yeah. Samsung can make a phone like the Galaxy S20 Fan Edition, where is Nokia here? Lost somewhere? Like, I feel to me like they're spinning around like in the crowd and nobody, they don't know where they are. Like, they're, they're kind of lost. They need to refresh at this point. So, I mean, the news is basically this phone's coming to the US and I don't see how I could recommend it simply because it's just not competitively priced. If they immediately discount it to $499, yeah, then we can have a conversation. Decent, Maybe it's yeah. worth it, you know? And you know, the other thing is, here's the other thing. On. I read the reviews on this phone from actually like the European blogs mm -hmm. and it's not that great. Like it's fine, yeah. but it's not like, you know, everybody went nuts on the OnePlus Nord, which is cheaper than this and has similar specs and has OIS on the camera and has a mm -hmm. 90 Hertz display, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it was like 399 euros or something. This thing sells with 632 euros. Wow. Big difference. That's like 
250 euros more and it's spec wise way worse like i don't understand how they're based yes they're based in finland but everything's done in china how can't they be competitive like within 50 dollars yeah it's <sighs> it's uh, it's a mess it, it seems like a mess already for them yeah uh, anyway i don't want to knock on things it's really disappointing when it's a company i care for i think that's what it is you know all right so let's talk about oneplus because whew, Uh, do we have some OnePlus news for you? So officially, they've announced that on the 14th of October, they're launching a phone. Um, we all presume it's going to be the OnePlus 8T, which is an update. The T-Series are always an update to the previous in the year version. So this, this, interestingly, they haven't mentioned anything about, at least we haven't seen any leaks about a OnePlus 8T Pro yet. Yep, yep. So that's interesting to me. But what we hear, there are some things we hear. We hear rumors of a 120 hertz display. The OnePlus 8 only has a 90 hertz display, so that's an improvement. And there's rumors of 65 watt charging, which Oppo has been using for quite a while. And uh, PC Mag had an article about that today. They had an interview with Pete Lau about the 65 watt charging. It turns out, I'm actually mentioned in that, in that story for some reason. I think uh, Sasha and I were talking and he said, We were talking about the batteries. And you know how they do the 65 watt charging, John? They actually have two cells inside. So say you have, um, say it's a 5,000 milliamp hour total. It's yep. actually two 2,500. Okay. And they charge them in parallel. That's how they get the speed. So that's how they do the 65 watt. And you're going to say, well, that sounds really new and exciting, but no. And you, as you know, BBK, the parent company of OnePlus, is also the parent company of Oppo and oh, Vivo yeah. and Realme. And they've been making... Uh, dual cell 65 watt phone since the Reno Ace in November 2019. So we're getting technology that's, that's a, a year old. Yeah. That's in the same BBK group, you know, uh, purview and coming to OnePlus on the 18th. So this is all, I mean, I think this is confirmed now because Pete Lau said, told Sasha on PC Mag, but. I'm not 100% sure the 120 hertz has been confirmed. There's a lot of rumors mm -hmm. around stuff, but what is for sure is that you should you know, set a calendar uh, entry for October 14th if you're a OnePlus fan because some big news is coming that day. So I'm guessing the, the 8T is going to be at that same price point, like... $699. $699. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm assuming, right? Because yeah. that's what the 8 is. I presume the 8 is going to go down in price. Like, they always do that, right? Yep, yep. And then the... The AT is going to replace it, but they might surprise us. Who knows? They might go lower. What if they get more competitive? Uh, that's that's tough to say. Based on just you know the trends, it seems like so far they've been slowly moving upwards. Yeah, but you I know, think they got a lot of crap for that this year, and that's why I'm like my gut, and I'm not sure what's going on here. Like this is completely my gut. My gut is it might be $50 cheaper. Because remember last year with the 7T, they did the same thing. It was a little cheaper and it was a little better. Mm -hmm. um, the 7T last year was such a great phone. I still recommend in my reviews to people who say like, oh, what if I don't care about 5G? I'm like, just buy last year's 7T or 7T Pro. Like, you know, they're great phones. But so, you know, the other thing that is related to this 14th of October launch is that there's a lot of leaks and rumors that are kind of like accelerating around a OnePlus Nord US version. Oh, nice. That I'm excited for. Like, I think it was Copy, but one of the execs at OnePlus was very clear a few months ago when the original Nord came out, which I reviewed for Hot Hardware. Check it out, guys. He was very adamant and said, this is not coming to the US. And we were like, no. 
yeah. how yeah. could you? Now, you're going to say, well, you just buy it and import it. You, that works. But then you don't get 5G in the U.S. It doesn't exactly. work 5G yep. in the U.S. Yep, yep. I, I tested it. I went thoroughly tested in multiple cities. No go. So what I say is that we need a Nord in the U.S. But the, all the rumors about the Nord has been that it would go with a Snapdragon 690. And if you know your Snapdragons, the 690 is the only 600 series chip from Qualcomm that has 5G. So this would be a 5G phone. It would be mm-hmm. the first phone that I've heard of with the 690 chip in it. And it might be less than $400, which is basically is the crazy. same price as the original Nord. The original Nord has a 765G, like the Nokia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but 400 for the US is very aggressive for 90 hertz phones, uh, 690, uh, Snapdragon 690. And hopefully it keeps OIS on that main camera because the Nord regular that I reviewed has a 48 megapixel identical to the OnePlus 8. That is OIS. Uh, it's the Sony IMX586. It's a good sensor. So this the 64 is probably the Sony IMX686, which is the 64 megapixel version. And I'm wondering, I mean, again, this is all rumored, but I'm wondering if it keeps OIS because that's one of the things that made the Nord camera yeah. pretty decent, honestly. Um, and so I hope they don't butcher it too much. That's my hope. Just, yeah, no, the uh, everything about the phone with 5G support, um, sub maybe 400 bucks um 100 was it 120 it's 90 hertz 90 oh it's 90 yeah okay, that's, well, it's that's still not bad that's, that's pretty not great bad. yeah I, I can do 90 no problem it's just interesting to me that that we're getting a different version and it's probably because in the u.s the carriers probably want to you know want to play right and for mm-hmm. them there needs to be a bigger price spread between the eight Oh, AT that's coming and the Nord because the Nord right now in the rest of the world is so close spec sheet wise. It's essentially a one plus eight mm-hmm. with a lesser chip, right? It's really, yeah. that's all it is. Like it's so close to the one plus eight. So I think that's what's going on here. Yeah. It's, it's definitely exciting. I mean, I'm super stoked. I'm a huge one plus fan. And w- what we're talking about here, folks is, a OnePlus Nord for the US that doesn't suck, hopefully. The 690 chip is an unknown, but I have a hunch it's going to be pretty damn great. Um, it's not going to be 765 fast, but if they optimize like OnePlus knows, like here's the thing about OnePlus. The Nord, I have it every now and then I still pull it out. And at the time I reviewed it, it felt exactly the same speed as the 8. And the 8 is an 865. So they've done a really good job of optimizing the software. Now the place where it's, slow down a little compared to the eight was playing games like like super intensive games mm-hmm. obviously you can't get you if you want to play a lot of games you you can do it fine on a 765 but you really need to go up to like um an 865 if you're really a serious yep. gamer right yep but so the big question with the 690 is how much of a difference between that and a 765 for day-to-day stuff and then how much of a difference for gaming right yeah but at 400 dollars yeah, no, I, I think like I look at like the Pixel, you know, three A, four A series versus their, you know, higher end siblings. What fundamentally, as far as you know, day to day operations, running apps, I feel as though that they are almost similar in performance. It's just that gaming element for hardcore gamers, they'll notice the difference between the chipsets, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but for normal stuff, I really can't say much. I mean, I can give you folks an update on my Poco x3 nfc and i can tell you that it is so fast 
that I I can barely tell it apart from the Poco F2 Pro with an 865 that I just reviewed. Wow. Like side by side. And you're going to say, how is that possible? It's Snapdragon 732G. That tells you how optimized Optimize, the software yeah. is yep. and how yep. good Qualcomm has gotten at just the everyday stuff. Like I'm sure in gaming, it would completely be different. And I haven't compared gaming. But if I just scroll around, run the apps, because they have a lot of RAM, both of them, mm -hmm. honestly, it just feels... And it's a 120 hertz display on the, the X3, right? It's a $250 phone, John. I wish I I I, I review I could review that phone, but it sounds it very is enticing. awesome. I my review is coming on Android Police, folks. Stay tuned for it. It is an incredibly cool phone, the Poco. Uh, if you, especially if you live abroad, because in the US doesn't support all the LTE bands. Of course, no five G on that phone, but two hundred fifty bucks. Can't complain. Two hundred fifty dollars for a phone with five thousand one hundred sixty milliamp hour battery. 33 watt fast charging, NFC. Nice. A very big, like 6.7 inch or something, 1080p, 120 hertz IPS panel. Okay. And, you know, it's borderless, unlike the Nokia that has a little logo part at the bottom. It has quad rear cameras, 64 megapixel main. Wow. No that, OIS, that's... but it's a, it's a Sony IMX686, so it's a good sensor. It has. A useless 2 megapixel macro, a depth sensor is 2 megapixel, but it's got an ultra wide. I think it's 8 megapixels. Oh, and I think it comes with like 6 gigs of RAM or 8 gigs of RAM and lots of storage and micro SD. So, like, wow. you know, you don't get wireless charging, you get a headphone jack, you get stereo speakers. 250 bucks. It's yeah, amazing. Like, if you're not in the US, I say, if you're in the US, I say, get a Pixel 4a, spend $350. The camera is going to beat the Poco every day. But if you're abroad, if you're in India, China, Europe right now, and you're looking for a phone at a budget that kicks ass, man, does this phone kick ass. And so I'm hoping the Nord will kind of be that for the U.S. market, you know? Yeah, yeah, especially with, with 5G support. Well, let's see what happens. Speaking of phones we can't get in the U.S., <laughs> or at least, you know, it's not officially sold. Remember Royal and the weird Flex Pie or whatever it was called at CS? Uh, yeah. You were there for that? Was it this past CS or the CS? It was 2019. Before? Okay, 2019. Yes, you're correct. That's the one I was yeah, thinking yeah. about. Yeah. Because it, it, remember, they beat the Galaxy Fold to the market. Yep, yep. And it looked horrible. <laughs> oh my God, it was so bad. So this new one looks a lot better. Cost $1,500. It's the same overall design in the sense that the display bends, like it doesn't close mm -hmm. inward. Like the display is not inside one shot. It's on the outside yep, one shot, kind of like the uh, the Huawei Mate X as well. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they've managed to reduce that curvature, right? So like the, yeah, the two one. halves are touching now. Yep. And do you remember the original Flex Pi? How it has that weird rubber accordion thing? You know, like those articulated buses, but miniaturized yep. between yep. the two screens. It was yep. so janky. And the, the screen was like almost like plastic from what I remember. Like uh, it was plastic. It was something weird. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. I mean, it does look better, right? It does for fifteen for for a foldable fifteen hundred dollars. What? Um, yeah. What? It's, how big is the the display? Is it a seven? I'm looking right now. Yeah, seven point eight inch display. That's pretty big. But did yeah. you notice it folds in half pretty much equally? And mm -hmm. the it's about the size of a passport when it's open. Interesting. 5.5 inch. Like So it's pretty wide. You know what I'm saying? Like It's going to be really hard to use. Kind of like the Microsoft Duo. Duo. It's going to be really hard that, yeah. to use one Just like Duo. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So 
I'm going to say something funny. This is the Microsoft Duo's janky folding Chinese brother. <laughs> that's, that's saying too much. <laughs> am I being nice or am I being mean or is it true or is it false? It's I don't know. true. It's true. It, I mean, I don't, I'm, it's not because, it's not janky because it's Chinese. It's just janky because it's royal, okay? Right? Like, they have not yet made a phone that has made me feel very confident. No. It, it, spending $1,500 on something that is probably worth 500 bucks. you know, the feel, the construction, the material, you know. Yeah. It had a weird creaking sound, too, when you closed yeah. it. Like, not as bad as the Razer. The original Razer had the worst creaking sound. But this... I mean, look, it's a Snapdragon 865. You're getting a lot for your money, okay. right? Yeah, like, $1,500. You, that's... You're yeah. getting a lot of cameras. You get like four of them. There's a 64 megapixel main, a bunch more. I'm not going to go through all this, but I mean, you know, 4450 milliamp hour battery. That's pretty good. Not bad. I mean, it's nice to see competition. It's nice to see more than the big players doing the folding phone thing. Yeah, no. So I don't, that's why I included it, you know? Yeah. I didn't want to not include it because I'm like, this is, this is mobile news. This is cool. As much as I'm making fun of it. <laughs> have you seen it in person? I I have not seen this in person, so no, I can't say. No, no, I, this okay. is I'm relying on my friend Richard Lai here, a, a former colleague at Engadget who wrote about it. Like Richard is in Hong Kong, so he probably saw it in person. But I nice. I, I, I don't think many people have seen this in person at all. Oh, at it this just point. looks like the way it like folds in, it's like it like clicks like uh, in a few <laughs> spots too. It's not like a smooth movement. It's like click 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 done. You know, if you're following at home, the all of the links to the things we're discussing that we're actually reading together, basically, from are in the show notes below. Um, if you're looking on the web, and if you, depending on your podcasting app, you'll find them in the podcasting app. Let's move on to some exciting news of yes announcements and leaks, more leaks and announcements. So I'm pretty stoked about the Pixel 4a that came out and I review for hot hardware, the $350 small phone from Google that is basically better than a Pixel 4, better than a Pixel 3X and 3XL from last year, and, you know, costs $350. So there is big rumors, and I linked The Verge here, but I could have linked a bunch of different people, for that the 4A 5G, which is the bigger 5G version of the 4A, and the 5, which we all know are coming out on September 30th, that's when the big event is, um... There's a lot of specs being leaked. So I'm going to go through these specs with you, John. And let's, let's, let's play what if and, and be like the, the analysts that we are because we've been doing this for years. I'm pretty excited about this. The rumors are that the price point is going to be spread between 350 for the 4A. That's a known entity. Google said 500 for the 4A 5G. And, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll live up to that. And then the 5 there's rumors it'll be $150 more, so $650. So you have $150 spread between each of them, which wow. I think is really, really good. And so the big question then becomes is if both the 4A 5G and the 5 both have the same chip, 765G. Yep, yep. How do you, why would you spend $150 more, right? Like exactly. on the 5, which is a smaller phone too physically. Um, and so the answer to that is water resistance, wireless charging, potentially better fit and finish and materials. And that's about it. And a bigger battery. Slightly bigger battery. Uh, 150 though. Oh, and or refresh rate. So 
The 4.8 right now is a 60 hertz panel. The 4.8 5G is expected to be a bigger 60 hertz panel, but the 5 is expected to be like the Pixel 4 was a 90 hertz panel. Mm. Would you pay more? I would for the wireless charging because I'm, I'm a sucker like that. Like I would want the wireless charging. The wireless charging definitely. I and the 90 hertz. I would key. want the 90 hertz. So for that, is it worth 150? Mm. Tough. After living with... <laughs> It's just a convenience factor with wireless charging. And now, you know, I have so many wireless charging pads almost everywhere. I think it's it's something you definitely need. If to, for a phone to not have it, yes, you're trading off the, the savings, but the convenience, especially down the road going forward, wherever you go, I think it's, it's might as well have it. I think so too. And the interesting thing about this is that the there's another advantage you're getting. So 90 hertz, bigger battery, water resistance, wireless charging, and you're going to get 8 gigs of RAM versus 6 gigs of RAM, which honestly, I can live with 6. And honestly, the Pixel 4a base model, like the $350 small one with five, without 5G, the one I reviewed recently, mm -hmm. only has 6 gigs of RAM, but that's more gigs of RAM than the Pixel 3 and series used to have. So 6 is fine. I can live with 6. We know what type of storage they're going to have. They didn't say. I bet you it's UFS 2.1. Honestly, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference, but 8 gigs of RAM makes it a bit more future-proof, especially since it's a Pixel, and yeah. you're going to be able to keep it for a couple of years, you know? At least it's not a crazy $1,000 plus, plus Ex price point. Exactly. And at 650 yeah. it's nice to see Google be reasonable. Like, I really didn't think they could play in the... 800 price 900 price point they were at before like they Especially just didn't the have the specs to compete yeah. and yeah. now i'm not against 765g i'm not against that if they can like bumping up the ram for me i think is a is a good trade-off i'd rather have that on a faster processor at this point yeah yeah so these are leaks and rumors of those two phones we know we're going to find out in like six days so stay yeah, tuned it's coming up that. right yeah september 30th uh, so that's exciting. But what's also really exciting is there's been rumors. Mac rumor uh, has some sources that are saying that the iPhone 12 event could happen on October 13th, the day before the OnePlus 8T. And that is when we're going to get the iPhone 12s. And that the smaller of the 12, there's four iPhone 12s. We've known this for a while. We thought there were going to be a small and a big 12 and a small and a big 12 Pro, Pro with yeah. a few of the big 12 Pro called the 12 Pro Max. But Gosh. it sounds like, right, right. The, it sounds like the 12 small one is going to be called iPhone 12 Mini. Ugh. They're going to bring the mini brand back from the iPod days. Oh, or the iPad. You, there's an iPad Mini right now. I'm waiting for a nano then at that point. I mean, how do you feel about that, John? You, are you, you're laughing, so you, you must have some thoughts. Well, as far as SEO purposes, I, I like that. It's better than, <laughs> than you know, just saying it's the new iPhone 12, and it's like, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, bring back the mini moniker. That's, that's, that's... It would have a 5.4-inch display, and if you think that it's covering the entire front of the phone, I did a quick little bit of math in my head with aspect ratios. Like I use the same aspect ratio as the existing iPhone 11 series and mm -hmm. I scaled it down. That would be a smaller phone in hand than the iPhone SE that was just released. Wow, that's So all. for people who want a small iPhone, they're not kidding around about the mini name. Like this is going to be the one you want if you want a modern, Compact. like yeah. face ID based, full screen iPhone. That will be the one. And as a dual camera, right? Yeah, it only has yeah. two cameras, whereas I think the other ones the, have three 
And then yeah. I think the the big mother has four. Well, the fourth <laughs> is just uh, <laughs> you like that. You guys can't see this because we're on Skype with each other. But John's laughing at my big mother. Well, what what else would you call it? Like the Max? I hate the Max name. Either. Oh gosh, it's the worst. They should call it the One Plus, Plus. Twelve Big Mother. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah, Apple's going to go with that. Absolutely. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> by the way, folks, if you're hearing uh, some sounds in the background, um, we're recording in the evening for a change. Usually, I do the show in the morning. And because of that, the bar next door is open. And open being outside because in with COVID times, all the bars can only be open outside. So they built, like, they took up parking spaces and built these little pens outside where people are eating and drinking and partying and so if you hear in the show i don't know if we'll make it through after edit but if you hear a bunch of people in the background cheering it's because sports ball is happening in the bar next door right now i don't know what kind of sports ball but some kind of sports ball well anyway so you know all about apple now i mean all about we we are it's you know apple hasn't been very good at keeping their leaks in the last few years and it's kind of been beneficial for us because now we know what's coming, you know. As far as price points, um, I'm guessing the the mini has to be sub what a sub seven hundred at this point. I mean, they did. What was the price on the? I think you're right. Seven seven is it seven hundred or six fifty for the iPhone eleven right now? I think six. Well, if yeah. they can meet six fifty for that phone, I think I'd be very happy. Yeah, but size and yeah, absolutely. I mean, the I bought an 11 to do video recording with for my unboxing videos and stuff, and it's really up my game in terms of image quality. Just changing the camera alone, you know. Um, and a lot of people laugh at the fact that I have an iPhone 11 that all I do with is record videos. That's like a camera for me, <laughs> but it's a connected camera, which makes it automatically better. That's right? what you need. Totally. So look, iPhone 12 coming soon. We're thinking October 13th. That's what the leak, the rumors are. I just bought an Apple Watch SE. If you go on the uh, show notes, I'll have a link to the Apple Watch SE that I unboxing I just did. This is for my spouse, actually, who's an iPhone user, has an iPhone SE that I just bought. Uh, we bought like in, in March or something, April. And so they're like super excited about the Watch SE. So I bought one. I'm going to play with it for a few days and then I'm going to give it to Theo and and uh, I'll let you know what I think as somebody who's used a lot of smartwatches, but I've used very few Apple watches in my time. Really? So, wow. Yeah. Are you an Apple watch guy? You know, I started, I went back to it. So for a long time, it was Wear OS, Android Wear. Um, but I just find like you get a more complete experience with Apple um, as far as like, even like for smart home, I look at some of the smart home integrations. Oh yeah, you have to have some, yeah. Yeah, plus you get more app support. For some odd reason, you get so much more app support on on, on an Apple Watch than a Wear OS. So that's part of the reason I went back to it. So do you carry an iPhone or do you have a 4G watch that you connect to the internet? Uh, Good question. I have both. (laughs) I have a connected um, Apple Watch Series 3, Uh uh, iPhone XS, and then I have my Android phone, which is my Huawei P30 Pro. Oh, nice. Um, Do you carry your iPhone with you every day then, or do you leave it behind and use the 4G connectivity on your watch a lot? You know, I would love to use the 4G connectivity, and I want to, but I have uh, Google Fi, and right now Google Fi Uh does not support Apple Watch cellular connectivity, which is a pain. They need to change that up, but yeah, it'd be nice to do it. Definitely. Well, you know, uh, it's interesting. I know a lot of people who have an Apple Watch and an iPhone simply for the Apple Watch. 
It's kind of amazing. So that's kind of one I want to experience for me. Like last time I used an Apple Watch, I think it was the Series 2 or something, very briefly. So I have really no point of reference how much better it's gotten. And I figured the SC will give me a good idea. I know the 6 is better. I get it, folks. I also know that it does blood oxygen monitoring, yeah. which is a big deal today in the COVID pandemic. Uh, but for that, I have a $50 Huawei Band Pro, whatever. Um, not a Huawei one. It's an Honor one. But... Those things cost so little and they keep sending them to me. And if I want blood oxygen level, that does it and very well. It's not FDA approved, but whatever. Also, it does really good sleep tracking and it's much smaller than wearing a watch. So actually, right now I'm using an Oppo watch, which by the way, folks, I didn't mention much about it, but I love it. The only thing I don't like about it is battery life, but everything else about that is a really great Wear OS watch. I've ch- I checked that one out too. I just I have it somewhere here. <laughs> I like I did the unboxing. Video. I need to edit and upload it. Like I'm so behind on my videos. Sorry, audience. A little bit of a quicker podcast update, but I have so many videos to upload for you guys. I have a Vivo X50 Pro with a gimbal phone for a month, and it's Ooh. one of the best cameras I have used in 2020. It's up there with the the P40 Pro, the P40 Pro Plus, which I both have, with the Galaxy S20 Ultra and Note 20 Ultra. It is ball-tastically awesome. And I like it every time I use it, I go like, wow, this camera. Wow, Vivo. What did you do? And it's not just that camera. Get this, John. It has four cameras. You're going to say, oh, cringe, cringe, two megapixel macro crap. No, no, no. There's a main camera that's 48 megapixels. It's on a gimbal. It's not just OIS. The entire sensor and lens are moving in there, like floating around. That's crazy. Yeah, when you hold it and you move, you can literally move your hand half an inch in every direction and the image does not move. And if you look at the lens while you're doing it, you can see the lens is compensating. Yeah, wow. It's crazy, crazy balls. So there's that. There is an ultra-wide, of course, like an 8 mega or 12 megapixel ultra-wide, no big deal. There is a 12 megapixel 2X telephoto. Okay. Okay, not big deal again. There's a 5X periscope 8 megapixel telephoto. That's good. So the 2X telephoto, they call it the portrait lens. It's, you know, 2X for portraits. It's like a 50 millimeter or something, like equivalent. And then the 5X is a telephoto, really nice optically stabilized and everything, kind of like the P40 Pro. And then that's the four cameras. Like they didn't put any cheap depth sensors or macro or whatever. And because it's a Snapdragon 765G, again, 5G phone from China. Well, this one is a global version, so it has all the Google services. Um, But because it's a cheaper chip, the phone sells for 600 bucks. Wow, that's amazing. The other thing that blows my mind about this phone is the color science across the cameras is super accurate. Like Oppo did that with the Oppo Find X2 Pro, but I have not yet found a phone other than the iPhone and the Galaxies that has a really is really good at transitioning lenses and keeping the color, the color yeah. science identical. Just so, usually have like muddy and muted colors when you go to like the wide I angle mean, one. I'll be honest with you folks, you know this is a phone from a global market, mostly for India, Asia, whatever, that I would not recommend if you live in the US because you're not going to get 5G connectivity on that phone, even though it has 5G chip. But if you live, if you're one of my audience in India right now, or one of my audiences in Hong Kong or in Europe, check out the Vivo X50 Pro if you're a camera person. Because the gimbal on that thing is amazing. Now, I didn't use it much for video. A lot of people were like, oh, gimbal, so video should be really cool. And it's smooth, but I feel it's photography. That's the, that's the kind of hidden story behind this phone. Like, this camera freaking keeps blowing me away. I just took it to the beach, like, 
you know, there's a bunch of completely deserted beaches north of SF. If you travel north enough, um, like a two hours or something, you'll find no nobody out there. And we just go in there and chill out and, you know, say hi to the seagulls and listen to the water while lying on a blanket, listening to podcasts. It's great. And I took it with me and I hadn't touched it in like a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this camera, every time I go back to it, I'm just like, you're staying in my pocket now for a few days. Yeah. And a gimbal in your in your pocket. A freaking that's gimbal. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know how we got to that topic, but oh, that's right. Because of the Apple Watch and because of all the things that I need to edit and upload. Oh my God, so many videos. So there's a three phone, three things I haven't have played with that I haven't upload the video it's like the apple watch the p40 pro plus from huawei which also has two telephoto lenses and then the vivo x50 pro gimbal gimbal tastic <laughs> madness phone yeah so hey do you want to talk about amazon for a minute like i want to like tell us what happened and what you think is baller yeah so today amazon announced a bunch it's their their yearly event so they're big events like apple and google and this is the time that they sh unveiled all their refreshers so Start from the top, talk about speakers. Yes, smart speakers, Echo, a new Echo, Echo Dot, Echo Dot with Clock, Echo Dot Kids Edition. So different Are design you this year. Like, this sounds like a joke. No. Okay. And the, yeah, to me, it's like, and same price point as last year, new design. So the the older models are probably going to get a $10 discount or something. So right. it's totally different design language this year um, with the Echo line. So that was that. Uh, the display, the smart display was kind of interesting. It's their larger 10-inch smart display, the Echo Show 10. And that is pretty interesting because it's on a motor. So what this does is that the, the smart display will, will like rotate around so if you're on a video call um if you're in the kitchen and you move left right wherever it's going to follow you it's going to track you so that's pretty cool and the fact that i personally like multifunctional devices so not only is this a smart speaker it's a smart display but now it's also a security camera so now it mm. will act as any security camera there's motion detected it'll notify you of a cord you can is this a software update that we can use on the old one or is this only on the new one well that's a Excellent question. Because the old one had a camera, right? Yeah, the old one had, but it was strictly for just uh, video Yeah, yeah, calls. video calls, yeah. For this, they're going to have some sort of, they have a sentry mode. So basically, sentry mode will allow the smart display to tr go around the room, track, and if there's any motion detected, it's going to notify you or start recording video. So perhaps, to me, it wouldn't be that much to just bring this feature out to existing uh, smart displays with cameras. So hopefully that's the case, but we'll find out. And did we mention the crazy ring drone yet? No, not yet. Yeah, ring. I thought that was a joke. No, it's you know, it, yeah, it's it's like an April April Fool's thing, but it's they they are making an indoor camera that flies. If you want to call it a drone, I, they kind of want to steer away from calling it a drone, but everyone's like, yeah, it's an indoor drone basically. So it literally looks like a video doorbell, one of their video doorbells slapped uh -huh. with a propeller guard on top. So I'm thinking. Who designed this? Like, it's not aerodynamic. It's not, It looks like it's not going to be stable. <laughs> it's going to take up a lot of power just for it to stabilize while it's flying. But it's here. It's coming next year, and it's going to patrol your home. Um, you know, works just like their video doorbell. Um, but the thing is, Miriam, I want to say, is that it has only a five-minute runtime. Oh, wow. Wow, that makes sense. One-hour recharge. So as a security <sighs> camera... I'm not sure it, that, that So that basically, it. if you're a robber right now, just go in there, trigger the thing, make sure it doesn't see you, 
Then he needs to go back to charge. So then you can grab the second time and you're good to go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't so, say that. But. Well, you know, we'll see how it goes. Maybe maybe, maybe version 2 might be better. But uh, yeah, that's the crazy thing that they, they announced. And then also Ring is getting into the car space. Yeah, I saw that. So yeah, it's, uh, three new products. They have uh, a alarm system for the car you could install. There's a dash cam. And I forget what the third one was. It's, I believe, some sort of uh, software-based security feature. But the dash cam, you know, works just like any dash cam. It'll notify you um, if there's any movement. It also works when the car is not on. So if someone's messing around with your car, it'll record that footage. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that Ring is moving into this space. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. What, what as a Tesla driver, a Model Three owner. Uh, what kind of struck me here is that that it'll be open to any automaker, the the the, the back end, yeah, uh, for the Ring car technology. So uh, I'm reading an article here on Slashgear. I presume it's Chris Davies. I'm quoting: "It'll be open to any manufacturer that wants to participate, much in the same way as that Amazon makes it easy for them to integrate Alexa features into the dashboard. First out of the gate will be Tesla, which will have support for the the all the all the Teslas, the sexy models S three. X and Y, sexy. Uh, so basically, it sounds like it'll just be a softer thing because the Tesla does have all its cameras, including yep. one indoors. So. Yep. It's just going to leverage the, the Ring ecosystem at that point. I, I would dig that because I'm already a Ring customer. Yeah. So I'm a customer of Ring and Tesla. So for me, it's kind of a, a good fit. Last item on the list before we wrap things up. Are we having a fun show? I'm, I'm slightly more awake in the evening, I'm noticing. Maybe I should do more evening shows, John. Uh, is... Qualcomm Snapdragon 750G. So not yet another 5G 700 series chip from uh, Qualcomm. Let's go back in time a little bit. In December in Maui, in Hawaii, before the COVID and pandemic, when we could still travel, remember airplanes? We went to, I went to Hawaii, Qualcomm invited me, and they announced the 865 and 765 chips. The 865 is the flagship. The 765 is kind of like... You scale down, more affordable version. And the nice thing of the 765 is that it has built-in 5G. You don't need a separate chip for 5G, which really makes it more cost-effective. And it supports millimeter wave. And there's two editions. There's 765 and the G version. There's a bunch of G versions of the various 7 series chips. And they're slightly faster on the graphics and the clock speeds generally. So Mm. they're good for gaming. And so the 765-765G were the first 5G chips for that series. Then they announced a few months ago, a couple of months ago, the 768G, which was kind of a bump up from there in terms of performance. And then now we have a 750G, which is a bump down. So basically, you know, you have now a spread of these very narrow 700 series chips. Uh, It's very interesting. So let me read you some small details. I've got this here. And like, thank God for Anontech for being a bunch of nerds and giving us a table that compares everything. Tells me which is good, better, or best. I love nerds. Okay, so let's see. Clock speeds are definitely lower. So that's exactly it. The 768 has the highest clock speed, the 765 middle clock speed, and the 750 has lower clock speeds. Same with the GPU. There's slightly difference in performance there, differences in DSP and uh, neural processing unit, basically AI chip. Uh, memory control is the same. It can handle DDR4X, so that's that's good. Uh, at uh, 
2.1 gigahertz. And then we have, I'm super nerding out right now. Okay, so the Snapdragon X52 modem. So it does support both sub six and millimeter. That's what I was looking nice. for, really. Sorry, I read through the whole table like a total nerd. That's the most important part. <laughs> yeah. So it supports both. So this chip, when it comes, it's also not a seven nanometer. It's an eight nanometer chip. So it's a little cheaper to manufacture. Yeah. So when it comes out, this chip will have potential support for millimeter waves. So I expect we might see it on some phones in the US probably early 2021, like around the MWC timeframe. If MWC is in March again, because there's rumors it's going to move to July. Whoa. Did you hear about that? July? No, it's still in yes, Barcelona though? Some, yeah, in Barcelona. Can you imagine the middle of tourist season? That's going to be mad, bro. It's going to be hot, hot. Mad, bro. I like saying that. Those two words combined. Only that. I don't say bro by itself. No way. I say mad by itself all the time, but mad bro together is kind of fun. So yeah, that's the news, folks. That's it for this show, really. Um, John, do you want to tell the audience where they can find you on the internet, your social media handles, and where you're writing all that good stuff? Yeah, so right now I'm the smart home editor at Digital Trends, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, the LinkedIn handle, at John underscore C underscore Velasco, or just on YouTube, you can find me there too. But yeah, just do a quick search. Is it just John Velasco on YouTube or do you have a special channel name? That's a very good question. I do not know, but I'm pretty sure if you just type in John Velasco, I I should come up. Okay, good. That's what I mean. All right, so folks, you should follow John because John's been doing this for a long time. He was doing a lot of phone stuff before, and now he's your smart home guru. If you have a house, an apartment, a car even now, apparently cars are our homes on wheels, talk to John about the tech. Ask him the questions. He'll have the answers, right? Absolutely. I want to let you know where to find me, folks. You probably know because you listen to this every week, right, everyone? It's Tank Girl. T-N-K-G-R-L is my handle on Twitter and Instagram. That's like the comic book character Tank Girl, but without the vowels. That's easy to remember. Just drop the vowels. Boom. Twitter and Instagram handle. Twitter is where you want to discuss the podcast with me. You want to talk, tell me that I'm wrong, argue with me, or whatever it is. And then on Insta, you'll find some photos of phones, photos taken with phones, all that good stuff you know and then this youtube channel youtube.com slash mobile tech podcast with a lot of videos that i haven't uploaded yet but a lot of videos i did upload so like watch my apple watch se unboxing a bunch of other stuff there's a lot of unboxing a lot of like hands-on some reviews sometimes but i can't keep the reviews for the podcast really so that's one thing to check out if you happen to listen for the first time or john brought you here you follow john because you follow john and you came to the show awesome please subscribe mobiletechpodcast.com we're on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, pocket cast spotify pretty much everywhere good podcasts can be found and more importantly i would ask you a favor which is if you are on a platform that supports a rating or reviewing the podcast take a second write a little thing and tell us how you feel about the show rate the show review the show all that good stuff that would really help and related to that there's a donation link in the show notes it's a paypal link go through my website there's a little paypal button if you want to help that would help because you know i do this kind of as a labor of love so any help is appreciated so you can keep getting your our fix every week because i certainly enjoy giving you our fix every week 
Finally, I want to thank Audible, our sponsor. They've been with us since the very beginning of the show, pretty much. And if you want to help me, that's another way. You can help me by helping Audible. So Audible has a special deal right now, 30-day free trial. You get a free book at the end if you don't stay or you stay, whatever you decide. If you're not already an Audible customer, consider helping the show by getting an Audible subscription. There's a link in the show notes below. It's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. Please consider either donating directly or, you know, going through our sponsor, Audible, and becoming an Audible customer. If you are like me and you love books, you love reading, but maybe for whatever reason you need to listen to books instead, you know, like a good example is, you know, the FedEx driver all day long, you know, podcasts, it's one thing you can do, but audiobooks, it kind of immerses you for a really long time. So a few hours of a book you know, it's kind of a nice experience. It's like watching a TV series. You go back to it to listen to the rest of it the next day. It's really good. And of course, Audible is the platform for audiobooks. They have a huge selection, tons of books, lots of books read by the authors, which I really like. It's kind of, you know, really hearing it come from the people who created it. It's kind of fun. So yeah, thanks to Audible. Check out Audible, audibletrial.com slash mobile tech in the show notes. Consider supporting the show and supporting Audible by clicking through and much appreciated. And I want to thank Audible again for being with us for a long, long time. And of course, I want to thank John for being on the show yet again. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being my guest, John. And we'll have you on at some point in the future. And folks, we'll have another show next week. You know this. So stay tuned and come back then. Cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.